Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, uh, just wanted to take a really quick minute to address everything that's going on in Israel and Gaza right now. Because of our travel schedule and because we had pre-recorded episodes, the past couple have come out and we hadn't addressed it and we didn't want anyone to think that we were ignoring it or just glossing over it. We do want to take the time to acknowledge that that is happening and I'm just going to go ahead and read something that I wrote so that I can try and get everything that we wanted to say out in a cohesive way. The conflict in the Middle East is one of the most nuanced, complicated, and oldest geopolitical conflicts in the world. We will not sit here safe in our homes, enshrouded by our own privilege, and speak on it like we know the answers. What we will say is this. We believe that a government is not its people. The choices and actions of the Israeli government is in no way a justification for the people worldwide condemning Jews and wishing death upon them. The choices and actions of Hamas are not a justification for the people worldwide calling for the complete eradication of Gaza and all who inhabit it. The ongoing onslaught and loss of innocent lives on both sides is horrific to watch. We will not ignore the fact that families are being ripped apart, that children are being murdered, and that innocent people are being used as bargaining chips and human shields while those in charge sit comfortably in their homes, making the decisions that will end the lives of thousands. Our hearts break for the millions of people whose families will forever be altered by those choices. We fully intend to continue to educate ourselves on the history around this, as well as continue to do our best to follow reputable and credible news sources as the conflict continues to unfold. We hope so strongly for a resolution that will quickly end the loss of so many innocent lives. We recognize that we spend a lot of time talking about Grey's Anatomy and that ultimately it doesn't really matter. However, we do hope that this podcast and our silly little jokes can bring some laughter and some levity to people in times like this when things are so heavy. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast. Absolutely one of the top four sexiest Grey's Anatomy podcasts on the planet, both for speaking voice, physical appearance, and internal emotional intelligence. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast, and it has been a very long time since we have done that. But I am I, glad to be back. I actually forgot what Grey's Anatomy was when I was watching oh. this episode. <laughs> and uh, today <laughs> is a very special episode of Grey's Academy because we have our first guest for a regular episode. Oh my god! We have our friend of the show, Megan Lloyd. Megan, Hi we're there. so excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be there. Longtime listener, first time guest host. <laughs> oh gosh, does it feel so good to say that? That's like <laughs> it feels great. I've I've literally dreamed of this moment. Ugh, we, we are all honored have. to have you as our first <laughs> real episode guest. Um, I have full faith in you, but I am simultaneously nervous because I am always nervous about other people talking to Carmen about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I actually, last week, had a dream that I spoiled Grey's Anatomy for it's Carmen. True. Like, we were just having a conversation about something else. And then I said, oh, it's like, blah, blah, blah on Grey's. And then we just continued, like, because there were several other people talking, and we just continued. And then, like, at the same moment, we just looked at each other, and I just, like, started crying. <laughs> and I was like, no! It was really Don't horrific. Worry. No spoilies I was, here. I, was very I won't glad. even make vague jokes that oh, will turn perfect. out to be spoilers <laughs> 10 seasons from now. That's I know okay. I'm interested it's... to see how other people uh, react when Carmen makes like offhand stupid jokes that are actually super correct predictions because, <laughs> because it happens every single messages time. messages from people that are like, how did you not say anything when Carmen said X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, I don't know. Some so, of those wait. messages were from me. So. <laughs> I need to know before we jump in, were you someone who was like, Carmen, how the fuck did you know that George and Izzy were going to bone? 
were you one of those people who messaged into Kelsey? Because that was one of the ones I know for sure. A lot of people, a that lot of people, as soon me as it happened, <laughs> Kelsey was like, so many people <laughs> have reached out. Yeah. Uh, were you one of those maybe, people? Maybe the first time it's you possible. said it, but then after you kept, you kept <laughs> predicting it and just like not yeah. letting it go. I'm like, Oh, this 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 man's just stuck in a rut. Okay, well he'll be really happy when he gets there. And then you gave up like right before it happened. Hold on, I didn't give up. I was convinced to to, to, to leave my position. I was manipulated by my co-host and supposed you were manipulated friend. Oh my gosh! Whatever. Also, anyways, we also have a a little special guest on the podcast. Their name is Alcohol. Yeah, and, I actually uh, forgot mine, but I'll probably ring it over for the second half. There we go. <laughs> since I left it in the fridge because I was eating a brownie. Mm. Not a the special, special kind, everyone. No, no. I was one second ahead. Just there, a tasty good. one. <laughs> well, special um, ones can be tasty. Tastiness is not mutually exclusive. Um, well, we have to start this episode because many reasons. We have a lot to say, and um, yes. Carmen has to be up at the booty crack of dawn tomorrow, so we can <laughs> get him to bed. Um, but we do have like. Eight trillion shout outs we have to do before we start because it has been so long since we recorded an episode. <laughs> yes. The first one, can I start out with? Um, yes. Uh, oh, well, actually, I'll, I'll start out with one. Uh, obviously, right here on our podcast, our dear friend <laughs> Megan, between our last recording mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this time, has joined the Patreon. So hey. shout out. Um, and to be also, on the Discord. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you have not, this is not the first time we've shouted this out, but uh, if you have not listened to this episode, uh, this was like, it feels like years ago at this point. But I think uh, a couple seasons ago, we had done a cross promo. Originally, it's how we met for uh, My Sister Made Me View It, the podcast. Oh, yeah. So um, just want to shout that out. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out. I have a couple people on Instagram that I want to shout out. Uh, Kelsey, do you want to handle the uh, the new iTunes? Uh, yes, thing I can do as that well? one. Uh, which is a very funny story. But uh, I want to shout out four specific Instagram friends who uh, have reached out and introduced themselves and and gave me some feedback on the show. Very big fans. Uh, so first off, Michelle, uh, big fan um, uh, of our conversation so far. Um, it's been nice to hear how kind of you've been, you've been like rewatching things just because you're like, ah, it's on Netflix. I'll just rewatch it. Let's do this. Um, really, really proud to be, uh, uh, along that journey. Um, Lace, great chatting with you. Um, you, you said you're only on uh, season two, episode 15 when we had spoken. So you've got a long way to go to catch this, but really appreciate you joining in for the ride. Uh, another Megan, it's a great name. <laughs> um, loving getting to chat with you uh you you were uh someone that i had reached out to and responded to um while still in florida so um it was definitely um a fun journey to have to have met you and you said that you're you're driving every single day listening to this podcast could not thank you enough and last but not least emma another new friend uh, also got to uh chat with you um, while we were on vacation in Florida and you are currently on season four, episode 15. So also have a ways to go. Uh, these are the kind of things that really keep us going guys. Uh, thank you so much for your kind words and thanks for kind of telling me some of the things you, you like, or think we could do better about the show. Um, and, uh, of course we, we have everyone's favorite segment living in Shondaland later, um, that, uh, you guys all really appreciate. So thank you for the kind words and Kelsey back to you. Okay, so first going to start off with the iTunes review, which Carmen <laughs> sent me like a panicked text message. Hold on. Let me this is it. coming it's on the heels good. of you having a dream of, yeah, of spoiling the show. <laughs> yeah, She texted Guys, Megan. She, t- she t- was telling afraid. me about this dream. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, that would be so terrible. And then I check the iTunes every day to see if there's new um, uh-huh. new reviews. And and she'll tell it to you, but I read it, and and someone said spoiler alert, or they said here's Spoily. a spoilie, and my b- 
brain didn't process it until like two words passed. I threw my fucking phone. I threw it. <laughs> it was it was terrifying. So he goes, I almost just got fucked by the newest iTunes review. Have you seen it? God bless the person for putting spoily, but my brain almost didn't register it. So I closed out the app. Can you please redact it and send it to me so I can appreciate it? So then I screenshotted it, blacked out part of it and sent it back to him. I will say. Mm-hmm. I said to him, I was like, it's not like crazy spoily. It's like pretty vague. It's not anything that would have been like life ruining. It's kind of just like it is what it is. But I'll read it now and I'll leave out the spoily. Thank um, you. This is from Lil Bit 97. Shout out Lil Bit. Um, Lil Bit. Lil Bit. I just started listening. I've binged all watching the first three seasons so far. I've seen the show countless times and have fell back into a rewatch along with you. I was never in love with Derek and Meredith. That's when she says a spoily. Uh, I do, however, struggle with the Izzy and George judgment. Apparently our George hatred is like very divisive. Um, But I fear it is because I find myself being them. So it's probably just completely valid judgment. (laughs) Uh, Love the strong opinions of these two while also keeping themselves open to criticism and reflection on their perspectives on things. Also love the male female friendship dynamics. Reminds me of me and my brothers and friends for sure. So good times. Thanks a little bit. Hopefully your brother and, and friends don't uh, act like they want to actively kill each other the way that Kelsey and I do sometimes. Mostly from I feel Kelsey. Like, She's I feel like if you had a, <laughs> if I had a brother, I would certainly feel that way. So I feel like it's very valid. If I had a sister, I would feel, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sister um, I never had, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, yikes. Zing! <laughs> um, okay, so we also have two emails that i want to shout out um i also just realized again because um we were traveling and everything at the beginning of the month was like a shit show in our not with the podcast just like in our lives because we had a lot going on um i just realized that i typed out a response to this one from october 5th and didn't send it so my bad i will be sending that to you momentarily (laughs) (laughs) um but brianna from Oregon writes in, I found your podcast about a month ago during yet another one of my Grey's rewatches and I decided to start it over with you. I went back and back to the all familiar A Hard Day's Night and watched it, then listened to your show about it. Going back and forth multiple times from Netflix to my podcast past podcast app. Blah, 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 blah. Hearing the views slash opinions slash predictions of Carmen gives me the nostalgia of rewatching it for the first time. When he predicted George and Izzy, I was blown away. <laughs> Because of their zero chemistry. <laughs> listen, then, I know when the, the genital part. I did not add that in. All right, that is what she wrote. <laughs> listen, and then I when know. he took it back, I snorted as I laughed. Same, Brianna. Same. <laughs> For the past solid month, I would look forward to hearing your next episode so much. I would watch the Netflix Grey's episodes on one point five speed to freshen up. And I'll tell you, if you haven't watched an episode on one point five speed, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm all caught Baby, up on your podcast and <laughs> thoroughly enjoying <laughs> it. I also share your opinion about Derek. Yuck. Kelsey and I actually have very similar feelings about the majority of these characters. I guess we're correct. Uh, mm. uh, this is for you, Carmen. I've really enjoyed your podcast. I sing out loud with Carmen living in Shondaland and love hearing those facts and the title song information. Now, this is where, Brianna, I feel like you are wrong. She says, I am a generation older than you and Carmen. I just turned 35. Unless that is a typo, Brianna. We are pretty close in age because I am 33. (laughs) Shut your mouth. I'm 25. Thank you, Brianna. Carmen is like a week and a half. I might be too old to be podcasting with you. No, I'm lying. right around the corner. He's about to be 112. (laughs) Fucking 32 in a week and a half. We're all the same age. It's great. Uh, anyway, so Brianna, you are you are right there with us. So she said she's going to uh, learn about Patreon and also learn how to give us a five star review on iTunes. Maybe she was a little bit. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted. Oh, and she did say also she has a handful of specific episodes. She cannot wait to hear Carmen's reaction on girl. We all d- Carmen also like thinks that I am not active on the discord because he forgets that there's a Carmen free thread where I will post and <laughs> the then there will be tunnel. like a pretty decent conversation that goes on. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, no one talks on our discord. And I was like, Carmen, you're not invited to where we're all talking. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, I'm like, I tag and I go at everyone. Hi, please talk to me. And they're like, can you guys even get this annoying asshole in the spoiler free um, zone? Like, he's at the other- kids' table. <laughs> Yeah, go to that other chat where Carmen isn't there. Oh, uh, what a fucking noob! Carmen, then, I'll sorry, talk one more, more in the public spaces from now on. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, Carmen Megan. I'm like has so mo- such FOMO. Well, like it's in funny real too. life, Carmen has horrendous FOMO. <laughs> I I uh, texted Kelsey the, the or no, we were in Florida, and I was like, Kelsey, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you'd be more active in the chat. And she's like, Bitch, there's a whole other chat <laughs> you like, aren't Carmen. in. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate what you're saying, but I am doing like, a Kelsey good job. Kelsey just yeah. asked the spoiler chat, what are you excited for? And there's like three pages yeah. of like future yeah. spoilies that everyone is so Great. hyped to see you get to, Carmen. So we do talk about Can you. Can you just screenshot that no but redact chat. everything? <laughs> I, listen, it's I, like a video of my phone, but it's just a big black square. Yeah. And also, Megan, if they're talking about me, I just want to know that they're talking about me. Okay. And I don't have okay. FOMO. I you promise. Tell you what, from now on, okay. I will post in the public space, Carmen, we're talking about you right now. <laughs> That's and what I need. Else. Thank there you. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no context. Um, oh, last right. last um, email from Joy, who also messaged me on Instagram, and Instagram did that thing where it hit it, like not mm. even in the request, but in like the hidden one, which normally it oh. only puts spam in there. So I don't know why it did that. So Joy, I apologize for not seeing it, but email came up right. You're away. not spam to us, Joy. Um, and she says it's a Carmen safe message, and um, she said I could read it on the pod. Uh, hi from Montreal, Canada. So oh, cool. Oh, shout out. <laughs> As a Grey's Anatomy stan who works in healthcare, lit, mm-hmm. she knows the goods. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that I love this pod. I found y'all a month ago and I am ready. I am already almost up to date. Best Grey's podcast out here. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I now know too many Grey's facts and can single handedly win a Grey's trivia night. Girl, same. I have seen seen Grey's about 15 times, top to bottom, up to season 18. And you guys have caught nuances that I only noticed after going to therapy. Hilarious. Wow. (laughs) Um, I need a life, you guys. (laughs) That's what I'm reading. Um, I also strongly dislike Derek. Hell yeah. And the hatred increases with every rewatch. That's really Dang. how you know that you've grown up, is that you hate Derek. I feel like that's wow. what it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Christina, Addison, and Bailey are queens. Yes. And no, people do not fuck this much in the hospital in IRL, to my knowledge. She put in parentheses, to my knowledge. <laughs> to my knowledge, yeah. So if they are, they're at least, you know, doing a better job about keeping it to themselves. Locking doors. Carmen, welcome not to the Not in the fandom. stairwell. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And then P.S. It took me 12 rewatches and Reddit to catch the death and die thing. I just thank you. I just thank need a you. Life. No, multiple people messaged me that. So like clearly I'm just too invested in this show. Oh, boy. Megan, so. were you did you get that when you were watching the show? Did you get the death and die reference? Yeah, but it's because I'm a super genius and also a director. So oh, like, right. that Perfect. sort of stuff comes right. naturally to me. Oh yeah, I no, feel like I, we should tell people why are you so fucking special? So like pretty- <laughs> oh yeah, let me tell yeah, you uh, about me. So we're gonna. I was born yeah. in a log cabin in the- no. Um, let's bring it. Let's bring it back to the beginning, <laughs> the real beginning. No, um, oh. yes, Megan is like I don't even know when did you, how did you find us? Do you recall? So I found you guys just before you finished season one. Because mm-hmm. I had tried a couple other Grey's Anatomy podcasts and they were all fully spoiled hosts doing a rewatch. And I'm like, I don't want this. I want the spice of the unexpected. <laughs> I wanna I wanna feel like I'm watching it for the first time again. So I found you guys and I'm like, mm. Oh, mm. that's not a pretty big backlog, mm. but you know, I'll I'll jump in on the ground floor. <laughs> I'll invest. And obviously it's paying off in dividends. Um but uh bit about me. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan. Yes. I'm a director and a storyboard Wait, artist working in. in animation. What? I was, I was going to say, before you go too far, uh, plug your social if you want to and any other things that you want. This is a this is a Megan. We're pro Megan here. <laughs> we're very pro Great. Anything you want to put. I'm a pro at being pro Megan. Anything? <laughs> okay, so I'm writing this fan fiction. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, the Star Wars fan fiction. It's Hell super yes. gay. Mm-hmm. No. 
Um, we'll talk about that. That's a surprise <laughs> tool that will help us later. We'll we'll bring that back around. More. Um, but uh, I've storyboarded on projects for DreamWorks, for Nickelodeon, for Marvel. My most recent work that's come out, I directed on season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, if any of you are Lower Decks fans, I did the the Moopsie episode, the Milfs episode, and the Moss episode. So just really great three for three yes. M episodes there in season yeah. four. Uh, I also run a podcast with my sister, Emily, called My Sister Made Me View It. It's exactly what it says on the tin. We pick something the other has refused to <laughs> read and or watch our entire lives and make them go through it for the first time. She is very much enjoying her trip through the Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson, and she's dragging me, kicking and screaming through the 1999 <laughs> Roswell television series, also starring nice. Catherine Heigl playing an Isabel. Wow. But like that one, she's Isabel yes. Evans instead of Isabel Stevens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so Basically the same person. Mm-hmm. Well, and they both and die at- of cancer. <laughs> uh, unknown. Denny don't spoil Duquette. it, Carmen. I'm not done with season three of Roswell yet, so please don't. Oh, I haven't seen it. I have no idea what's happening. I just, just, I just made that shit up. I made that shit up, guys. Um, Fucking everyone calmed. But actually, Carmen's not allowed to listen to the Roswell coverage because we do talk Grey's Anatomy spoilers because of Catherine. <laughs> you might be caught up to where we talk about. Do you know what? Just don't. Just don't listen until you're completely done with Grey's Anatomy, just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can find I'll me I'll go listen to your podcast again art. in 18 years. Yeah. yeah, everyone can listen except Carmen. Um, but you can find me at Third Child Art, yeah. all spelled out, one word, at Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok. I mean, X. Also, yeah. there was, Megan had um, a, uh, I think it was viral on TikTok, because I think I had seen it before you shared it with us, um, where she animated part of a Hamilton song and it kind of like popped off oh, on yeah. one of your platforms. Cause I had definitely seen that video Isn't before the, you had the legacy, it. the like, what is yeah. the legacy monologue? Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. from the so ancient times of 2016. Before. I did that when Hamilton came <laughs> oh, out wow. and Lynn tweeted it and shared it. And then Leslie Odom Jr. Yes, messaged that's right. me I had about seen how much Twitter. he liked it. It was great. <gasps> twenty sixteen so cool. was just and he was on early Grey's Anatomy. Twenty sixteen was wow. a great time. <laughs> yep. And yeah, look at me now. And look at him now. Yes, look he was. Me. I was look like, oh, spoiler alert! I remember this episode. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. So that's so cool. Now that it's been twenty minutes, I guess we'll talk about Grey's Anatomy. Let's let's just jump right, right into right it, in. guys. <laughs> jump right into it. Let's get started. As per always. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Um. This episode is the 22nd episode of the fifth season, and it is the 100th episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yo! Um, Congrats. And it is called, thank you, What a Difference a Day Makes. And that is a song. What a Difference a Day Makes is a song uh, originally written in Spanish, okay, uh, by Maria Grever. Uh, and, uh, it was written in 1934. So, excuse me, got a little bit of a podcast burp there. Now it didn't get, uh, a ton of, of traction for that. So I had to, I had to dig a little bit deeper here. Got to dig a little deeper. Um, can you tell me we're Disney fans? Uh, so in 1959, this song was covered by Dinah Washington. Uh, and this song actually won a Grammy. So she did kind of a, a rhythm and blues performance of this song. Uh, and it was her version was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998. Wow. Um, in 1959, it reached as high as number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B side. Wow, good for her. Yes. So um, there have been a couple of other versions. So in 1975. Uh, Esther Phillips did a version and it was the B side of come on home. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I got, uh, this song. So the, the version that Kelsey had sent me, it's kind of like an old, it's very old timey, right? Like you think like old, um, like you're like think you're you're checking into a hotel in the 50s and there's like a record playing in the background. This is with a vibe that it gave me. So. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, before it, you get uh, on the haunted elevator. Make it. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It's exactly that. Uh, so it did not make it into the Carmen iTunes library, and I am so sorry that it. Uh, only gets a one out of five. This oh, is a med wow. student out of five. Yeah. It's just not my style. Again, mad respect to all musicians out there. But it's also hard to compete when I've been listening to the new Blink-182 uh, <laughs> CD just on repeat. So, um, But anyways, with that... Uh, if you haven't yet and you're still listening and you're waiting for the content, make sure to hit that five-star button wherever you listen. Hit the like, hit the follow button. Make sure to write out a review if you're on the Apple Podcasts page. Hit the five-star button on uh, Spotify. It takes literally half of a second. Hit that follow button. Uh, follow us at Carmen.Gabriel.Official, at Chaotically Kelsey, at Grey's Academy Pod, at Third Child Art. And with that, Kelsey, I yield the floor to you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, this I actually, episode was before written. Before we get too far, oh, I actually have a theory Uh-oh. about the title and why Shonda chose that song. Ooh, oh, tell me. Yes. So uh, Shonda is an Aaron Sorkin fan. Like we really see those vibes, especially in Scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron yes. Sorkin has titled an important episode in three or more of his shows. He always titles it, What Kind of Day Has It Been? It's an important West Wing episode. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so I feel that she chose this title because it has similar vibes to that Sorkin title for her important 100th episode. Mm. Yeah, it definitely Shonda, seems. Um, right in. Tell us. Tell us if I'm right. Yeah, Shonda, come on the show. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know, please. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely had seen that she has spoken of uh, Aaron Sorkin in interviews and such, um, but I have not watched The West Wing um, I do love the social network, though, I will say. I am a big social network fan. Um, but there's definitely, I'm also a big Gilmore Girls fan, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of parallels that have been drawn to Amy Sherman Palladino's writing with Aaron Sorkin's writing. Also, mm-hmm. just that it's, like, so quick pace, and there's a lot of walk and talks. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, so, shout out Shonda. We love you. We she do. is the queen. She did write this one. She does love to write the big ones, right? And this is 100. This is her baby is 100 episodes. Um, Mm. and that's pretty great in the blog that she wrote. Um, she talked about how she can't believe that it's at a hundred episodes, which is wild because now it's at over 400. So I can't (laughs) believe it. (laughs) Um, directed by Rob Korn, aired May 7th, literally insane. Uh, May 7th, 2009 to 15.33 million (laughs) views and, the Netflix synopsis is not on my screen. No, oh no, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's because I was rewatching a scene and uh, mm. that was, it tried to start playing. Okay. As Meredith and Derek prepare for the big wedding, a group of college students injured in a car crash is admitted to the ER. Which is pretty, uh, that's pretty honestly, yeah. it's like pretty on track. Uh, also, I wanted to actually shout out to Netflix because I know they're listening. Um, the little picture next to this episode, I checked very early on in the fifth season what it was going to be because if it, I was afraid it would be like a picture of Izzy in the dress. Mm-hmm. And I was like so afraid it was going to be a spoilie. So I checked a long time ago and I was like trying to figure out if it was her in the dress. It was like, am I going to have to have Jessica like start the episode and then Carmen can come in? Like, what are we going to do? But it's actually just a still um, of Christina talking to Owen. So I was like, good job, Netflix. No spoilies. Yeah, I I will say the nice thing about Netflix is uh, and shout out to our dear friend, Ryan. That's uh, it's his <laughs> account. Yeah, um, for this this podcast is sponsored by and funded by Ryan. Ryan. Um, so I just hit the next episode button. So I don't. It's just it's continue watching. It's the only show that I watch oh, okay. on my account on his on his. Um, I, I have a spe- he made me a specific account for it. Yeah. So there's no other things I need to scroll through to get to it, which is okay, nice. Good. So I never have to worry about the screenshots, but if there ever is one, do let Jessica know. And she will take that bullet. For I will us. have She's, to call yeah. her in. She will have to tag in and yeah. save the podcast. But okay. So, so I think first we're going to talk about, um, the, 
the patients, the car crash. I think that's what we're going to do first. And then the next episode, the next half will be the wedding and some yeah. other little bits. But first we're going to, to tackle the big one, the, um, the 800 children that come in from the car crash of an SUV hitting a semi because literally it literally is brutal. So brutal. let me ask you guys this before, because obviously part of part of this is I know nothing about the show, but you guys do <laughs> know about this show. Um, <laughs> it's the thing that literally brought Megan <laughs> to us is that I don't know this show. So yeah. when you guys were like, can you remember the first time watching this? Like, was there a lot of fanfare around this being the hundredth episode or was it just like, oh, that's just another day. Like, do you guys remember this, this like when it was going live and happening? So I got into Grey's Anatomy when they were airing season 10. Um, oh, okay. Listen, you, you pals, you know, I binge <laughs> stuff ridiculously <Yes>. quick. <laughs> Megan's um, a pro binger. So I didn't know it was the hundredth episode until we were kind of getting to the ending. And I'm like, this feels, this feels really special. Is this special? Yeah. And I checked and it was. Yes. Yeah. So um, I do remember it. Um, there was, I, I actually went back and watched the promo. It was like, not considering some of the other promos we've gotten this season, the promo itself was like, not anything big about the episode, but in the promo, they say several times it's the 100th episode. Um, and it actually was not spoilery at all. Cause it like showed clips of the wedding, but never like who it was. So you never saw that it wasn't Derek and Meredith. Um, and so, they just were like, it's Grey's Anatomy's 100th episode. Tune in for the 100th episode. So they were definitely like billing it as 100th. And um, and now I feel like it kind of gets lost with so many shows going direct to streaming. And Megan, maybe you can talk to this um, being in the industry. But um, like when shows were on television, like and that was like the main way people were consuming them. It was a huge deal for a show to reach the 100th. And they always did like a big thing. It was a wedding in Gilmore Girls. It was Phoebe having the triplets in Friends. Like there's just ones mm. that like pop out. And like there's always it's never just an episode. Like it's something that is like a big deal. Yes, Megan, please. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier that it's now eligible for syndication that means is uh, back in the day when we all watched stuff on TV during the time it aired. Uh, in the dark ages. A, yeah, once a series hit 100 episodes, it was then eligible for licensing off of its original channel. That's how you were able to get, you know, four or five seasons of reruns of Buffy, of Friends, of Grey's Anatomy on another channel. And that was also the point where a show started making big time money because they started getting mm -hmm. licensing agreements from other channels. Um, and today yeah. in streaming, things are quite different. Really Hence different. The strikes. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk for a half hour about this, but I will say <laughs> that I was working at DreamWorks when this shift started happening because I worked on shows for Netflix that were made at DreamWorks. So typically you have in animation the place that makes the episode and the place that airs the episode. And the place that airs the episode is usually one of the big money supporters behind it to pay the people mm -hmm. to make it. So Netflix used to order seasons of 20 six episodes at a time from DreamWorks and Netflix would put all 26 episodes up on their site at once because Netflix was all about binging. Mm -hmm. And then Netflix realized no matter how many episodes they put up at a time, people would binge all of them. So if you put mm -hmm. up 26, they would watch all 26 and then they would leave and you would lose all that repetitive traffic to your site until you put up another season. So Netflix started ordering seasons of 26, but airing it six months apart in groups of 13. That happened on the show I was on, The Adventures of Puss in Boots. <laughs> and then Netflix is like, why should we only get high traffic twice a year? And they started taking shows that had begun writing 13-episode seasons, She-Ra and Voltron, and just started airing six or seven episodes at a time, three or four months apart, without, like, any consideration for the arc that had been crafted mm -hmm. by the team. Right. So, like... <laughs> One of the Shira season finales is like, we go to Bo's house and we meet his parents and fans are like, how is that a finale? <laughs> yeah. Um, but now they've kind of found like their magic sweet numbers between eight to 10 episodes. So most mm -hmm. shows 
you know, like currently Our Flag Means Death, uh, the show I was on Lower Decks, they do 10 episode seasons and they air the episodes really quickly, even like uploading them two episodes at a time some weeks Mm -hmm. because the streaming services now know no matter how many episodes we put up, people will watch them all and they'll only come back when we give them more new episodes. The end. Mm. It's fascinating, and honestly, I could like listen to you talk about that for hours. Because seriously, I, my it's sister like... made me view it a podcast where I talk about the production of media <laughs> for um, hours, like, for literally. hours, literal yeah. hours. Listen, uh, okay, tiny elevator music. If you become a patron of my sister made me view it, you get access to our super secret Marvel Cinematic Universe Ooh. podcast, where I talk. Literally four hours about the production of Marvel movies. Okay, back to Grace. It's now. insane. Okay. Well, you're talking to two okay. people who definitely support that. We are so big Marvel stands in this house. <laughs> I will I will tell you, um, now for me watching this for the first time, my notes typically, if if you have not heard this before, or if you're if you're tuning in and listening to this for the first time because of Megan, I I typically will write down my notes and it's like recap colon Meredith colon and i'll go down by each person and then once once a patient is introduced or a storyline i'll have like a separate line for that so i know where to to organize all my thoughts but when these kids start coming off of just the fucking uh explosion that took place i'm like just typing on my computer as quickly as i can i don't even know these people's names at first it was blonde girl uh dude who at first glance looked like he was number three from uh the the movie with the dystopian future or four what was his name four he looked like a spanish version of four um, i am number four no, f- fucking um, oh, um, defiant, with- divergent. Yeah, 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 divergent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a Spanish version of number four, and I wrote I that. I'm like, that. I don't, you know. So this was intense. And then mm-hmm. when they, they, it took them a couple minutes when they're like, well, what happened? And it's eight kids in a, in an SUV got hit by a truck, uh, a semi truck. I'm like, oh fuck, they're all dead. They are dead. Uh, and I, in my head, was like. Everyone's gonna die. No one lives. I this is gonna, gonna be a sad episode. How, what you thought the the uh, survival rate of this car crash was gonna be? I thought it was gonna be zero. Um, wow, that would have sucked. Well, I'm like, I mean, it did I, suck. Still, it was zero yeah. for George. <laughs> would have sucked also. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was gonna be zero, and then uh, when Alex comes in and starts talking to Becca. And she's giving her valedictorian speech, which mm-hmm. I know we'll circle back. We'll get there. I was like, okay, I think she's going to live, um, which she did. But man, fuck, what a wild ass ride that was because it was all coming in so, so quick. Yeah. Um, but they introduced everything in in just a spaced out enough version to where it was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's another dead person. Oh, yeah. there's a fucking And then severed, you're like, wait, are any of them alive? Eviscerated person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was very, very <laughs> There's graphic. her spinal cord. Um, that's Through intense. Through the front. B- behind um, the intestines. The there it is. Yeah. That's yeah. where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually watched a behind-the-scenes special on this episode specifically oh. where Rob Korn, the director, talked about his process for blocking out this beginning scene with so mm-hmm. many patients coming in. Yeah. So the... Uh, a live action television show shoots an entire episode every single week. So this Mm -hmm. would have been like a week of work to put this whole thing together. So they have a table read through with all of the actors. And then the director walks around the space with his medical reference person. um, Mm -hmm. And they stage out where all the action is going to happen. Who has to stand by what monitor, who has to do what. And if you watch like the ballet of people coming in on the stretchers, Every person is turned a very specific angle in order to get them set up for their next shot. So everybody comes in feet first because that's how you get unloaded from the ambulance. But in order to do their shots, most of the kids are turned like 90 degrees as soon as they come in so we can get the right angle. Except for the last guy, the paramedics spin him a full 180 (sighs) so so his face can be in the same shot with his friends as they like wheel him past. And that was like they planned it out just a couple days and then they brought everybody through and they shot everything with those students in like two days. That's and Man. scenes like that where there's like, it's so busy and there's so many people on, like it looks super chaotic, but it's like choreographed to look that way. So it's, I can't even imagine like trying to get all of that. And then 
you know, you only have the one shot to get it on. I mean, you can do it a billion times, but it has mm-hmm. to be like the one shot to be right. And everybody has to be doing the right thing or it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Grey's Anatomy now currently, Carmen, you can't experience this, but on their TikTok, they'll post like the, the blocking where they're like doing the blocking for the first time. And then they will be like, versus how it airs on television. So they'll show mm. them like in a rehearsal and then how it, ends up being aired and that's pretty cool well you could probably find one or two that are about episodes we've seen and just do a video capture of them so i'm only seeing the video capture of your screen they just don't have it from a million years I'll, ago i'll oh, send you guys right. that 100th <laughs> special video yeah, yeah we'll I watch that that'll be cool yeah kelsey um, will just need to make sure that it's it's she'll need to watch it first um <laughs> also i know that we're like we we had so much to talk about in the beginning uh, and we're ramping up we're just getting to the content we do need to take a quick uh very brief break for a message from our regional sponsors we'll be back in just a second one of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be red pile With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. All right, Kelsey, where do we go to now? Walk us through scene by scene. Let's do this. Okay, so for this, I'm sure that, Carmen, you had a similar experience because I know how you watch television. But, like, to keep track of who was who, I, like, rewound this, like, the intro several times to be like, who is in here? Who is dying? Like, who is alive? How many of them are there? They say that there are eight of them. I think we only actually see five, and then we are told that seven of them die. Um. So it's like a wild, they're all in an SUV um, and they get hit by a uh, semi truck, like Carmen said. So then it's not good. I don't know how no. the, colli- all, they don't go into details about how this collision happened, but the one that's in the passenger seat says that he turned around to talk to his girlfriend who was in the very back and she wasn't there. He just keeps saying she wasn't there. Like, I don't even know how that, I don't know. Car X with semis are bad like very rarely does the car come out you well. also well but it's it's an suv though like that's the part Still, that i like I, I okay we michael and i both drive suvs and like when i am behind or in front of a semi truck like they could still easily if they yes. all it would do is decapitate me and the car well i think okay so there's obviously a difference between was this um, you know, eight people, or was it eight eight people? It was eight people. So, like, Michael's a Ford car Escape, full. or like a Chevy, like, or a, or a a Cadillac, or like a Ford Expedition <laughs> Extended Cab. Like, what kind of SUV are we talking here? Right. We need like, to know. I would say smaller because I would guess the girlfriend wasn't wearing a seatbelt. That it was like a six seater yeah. SUV, and right. she was one of the non seat belted people, which yeeted her out the window. Right. right. Have or you guys like, so in half, basically? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Did or if it had like, cause the older cars, they, cause now I feel like all cars in the middle seat have a full seatbelt, but a lot of older oh. ones only had the cross the waist. Oh, and yeah. I, I kind of was like it, that part of where the wound came from. I don't I know. I didn't think about that. That's I a good, that's a good thought. For sure. Yuck. Megan, Yuck. did you ever watch new Amsterdam? No. Okay. So I'm not going to say anything, but there's, 
there is a scene where a person gets projectiled out of an ambulance front window. Ooh, oh my um, god, it's intense Ouch. as fuck. So, uh, if if anyone is listening to this and seen that show, um, I think let we've me had know. some people write in that say they they watch New Amsterdam because they've compared Grace to it. So I think yeah, definitely some yeah. people will know what you are referencing. Um, but yeah, so they come in. It's the first ones that come in are David, Jordan, and Becca. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I had to go back and watch it and like put together who was who so many times. Yes. Um, yes. It was just like an onslaught of information. Uh, and George has David and he like is crashing immediately. And so they get him back and then George takes him. Alex takes Becca and Christina has Jordan in the trauma bays. Um, and, uh, George is getting ready to do like a chest tube or some kind of procedure. And then David crashes again and does not come back that time. Um, Jordan is the one asking about his girlfriend, Dana saying she wasn't in the car anymore. um, Talking to Christina and Becca is just like talking about how she's never done anything in her life. And she's like very like they say they have to do a surgery, but they don't, I don't know for sure what all of the injuries were. Yes, Megan. I'd like to take a moment to uh, compliment George's CPR acting because there are people who cannot do fake CPR at all. And I don't want to point. I'm one of them. (laughs) The doctors in Chicago med are not good at acting fake CPR. And I know like you have to be careful, especially when you're doing it on a live actor and not a dummy. But uh, TJ, he really gets like the straight shoulders and like that, that chest action you're supposed to have context yeah. i was a disney lifeguard and they are I was all right. about safety and you yeah. have to do your um research like every month or yeah ISR. yeah they yeah. they sneak fake bodies into your pool and if you do mm-hmm. not spot them you fail your research if you do not spot them within 10 seconds you fail your yep. research and when i, I won lifeguard policy. of the day four <gasps> different times and one of them was spotting someone else's dead body that they had missed I, um, when I worked at the poly, they pulled me Mm -hmm. from recreation to go down the slide, got paid to go down the slide and lay at the bottom. When I came out, lay the dead, fake dead body on the ground and swim away. The lifeguard did notice. My very first day, uh, two of our managers, cause I was at Typhoon Lagoon. My very first day, uh, two of our managers went down the slide for a three whistle alarm, which is like heart stop the guy was pretending to have a seizure and since it was my first day i didn't know they were our managers and i thought 100 (sighs) percent real emergency my first day i'm gonna have to save someone's life uh it was horrifying until (laughs) i until i like i got to them the wife is screaming at me that like something's wrong with her husband he's dying (sighs) and like i assess i blow my whistle i'm like oh my gosh his life is in my hands (sighs) and then like Five people step out of the bushes with signs that say lifeguard test in progress. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) What like a shitty, like what, what, that's the worst kind of relief. Like, okay, this person's not (laughs) dying, but now everyone on the planet is looking at me right now. Um, I did lose my fanny pack in the pool and lost Mm. all of my gloves. But I was able to grab gloves from someone else and I got everything else correct. So, yep, yep. Yep, that's good. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. Under pressure. <laughs> Truly. Um, okay. So trying to think who con- Dana Wait, oh, hold Pete on. comes in. Sorry. I just I just want to say we need to acknowledge that none of these people would have died if Callie didn't jinx it for everyone. <laughs> that's true. Callie, Callie killed it. all of these children. She jinxed it like twice. Yeah, the, and the driver of the, the semi truck literally fell asleep at the wheel like <laughs> hypnosis as soon as Callie said, Slow day in the ER, <laughs> crash, everyone's dead. Yeah, it was um, not ideal. And oh. she said it. And that's a, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like every medical show they say, like, oh, you never say it's slow, yeah. you never say it's quiet, whatever. Um, so Callie's like, the- it's a slow day. And George and Alex are like, well, and she's like, why? why it's you- a slow day. And then they're like, <laughs> the phone is going to ring. And she says, the phone is not going to ring. So like yes. three curses in 30 seconds. Everyone in this episode was doomed. Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> truly. That's a, truly. Slow day, slow day, no phone. Uh, <laughs> um, so 
Uh, Pete comes in. He's bad news bears. He's mm. bleeding. They're trying to get the bleeding to stop. George starts compressions. Um, but it's Wait, just which not one's going well. Pete's, Pete's Pete. with the red shoes. Yeah, we don't get a yeah. lot of him. Yeah. But we just see it. Um, and this is after David has already died. And George is like, I won't lose another one. Spoiler alert, George, you will lose all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bummer. Uh, and then they go... He, at this later on, George goes to Owen and he's like, I have lost, I think three at that point, three of my patients and I need you to, to like take me out. And Owen, Owen's like, no, I'll decide when you're ready to go. And George is like, but I don't feel great about this. And I Owen's like, Owen should have done his teamwork speech much <laughs> earlier in the episode yeah. than he did. Yeah, like, I yeah. appreciated that moment, but it, yeah, it did come at, at that point. It's like, so what? Uh, bit too late. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late. Yeah, it's uh. So the scene. Uh, let's take a minute and talk about that scene. So George goes into. I think Hunt is working on with Alex on Dana or yes. with Christina on George, but I think or not Dana. Um, Becca. Because I think right, he right. and Alex Dana, are working on the one that's fine, or he's working with. Christina he's working with Jordan. someone. I, th- I think yes. you're right. It's e- it is either Becca or Jordan because I think he's with one of the people. Yeah. He's with Becca because she lives. Yeah. Right. Something well, like that. H- Owen was bouncing about between right. several of them. But he he's like. Oh George no! Sorry. Like, Owen goes. George goes to Hunt, who is working on Michelle, so she does die. Oh okay. So <laughs> he he's basically like that's for me to decide. Mm-hmm. And first off, I do want to say I respect that. It's true. <laughs> He's your boss. It's for him to decide. Um, to your point, though, Megan, maybe if you would, if he would have said, O'Malley, I need you to do your job because eventually one of these Tic Tacs are going to stick and we're going to save someone. Um, but right now I need you to walk away. But he goes right to the walk fucking step. Walk away, Get to O'Malley. step in, O'Malley. Um, Kick rocks. But yeah, he is working on Michelle. She's the one with the dyed hair. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. when Lexi starts walking in and starts pointing out, oh, that's the that's the dyed hair one. That's the sweater one. That's the, this is Pistol Pete red, with the, with the red sneakers. Those shoes are red. Those are red yeah. shoes. Good, Good job, job Lexi. You got your colors. Um, you got your objects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, then the next one that comes in is Dana. And they're yes. like, and George is like, you know, he's like, I'm going to save one. And they wheel her in and they're like, we, uh, she's dead. Like you have to call it because legally only a doctor can call it. So they just, and that's when they just show the gaping. She is yeah. just in half. Yeah. Um, and George is like, motherfucker. And so then he calls it. That's when Jordan sees, cause Christina's like, no fuck move her. So he doesn't see. And then he's like. Dana, and then he collapses why? and then dies. That's the, why the most is he walking around? Him, like, how did he get out of bed? <laughs> yes. What are they? How, also, how is his he okay? Enough? He's carrying around his IV stand. I think he's also kind of leaning on it because it has okay. heels. So Ugh. he's like using it low key as a cane. Also, like remember um, with Big Jim, how they were like the girl didn't know how injured she was because of all oh, the adrenaline. Yeah. That's kind of what I assume is there's just like a lot of adrenaline and like so much is happening and their bodies haven't like settled. So he's just and like, I have to find Dana. I feel like his issue was cardio somehow. And so obviously yeah. the shock and the, the big mm-hmm. effort of crying and breathing hard just squanched it. And there he goes. Yeah, it was rip it was, that guy. That was a bummer. Speaking because, of okay, squanch, so, new episodes of Rick and Morty are out. Okay. New episodes of Rick and Morty. Um, with all new cast. Uh, <sighs> and so also Jordan and Dana, we learn before he dies and before we see that she has died, that he has to move back to Argentina. Or Yeah, Jordan and Dana, yeah. Um, because his parents can't afford to like continue to fund him staying in the States. So he's graduating today and tomorrow going back to Argentina. Um, and so he's like tried to break up with uh, Dana, but she hasn't let him. And he's like, oh, when you love someone, love is love. It doesn't matter if you're not supposed to be together. And then, of course, Owen comes in and he's talking to Christina. So, of course, it's like, oh, parallels. Yeah. Um, and D-Day. So, yeah, with D-Day and that's, you know, and then he sees her and Christina's like, shit, fuck. And then he dies. <laughs> it was his real D-Day. Yeah. And hers for and death. many of them. Yeah. Yep. D for Wasn't death. that was that uh who was in Happy Death Day? Was that uh Megan Fox was in that movie? No. No. 
I don't think so. Was a, no, isn't it? She's Jennifer Jennifer's Vega. body. Yeah, Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. I'm Happy Death Day was people. a good movie, though. I'm I've seen that movie. Boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I I will say it, it's just a weird couple of scenes. Uh, but it, my, here's my quote for this, for that scene where, where we see Dana. In all caps, Dana is just fucking dead out there in the OR. And they're like, in quotes, uh, hello, we have this dead girl. Just need you to call it. Uh, <laughs> and Jordan, see, why is he walking around and he immediately dies? For I don't the know. drama. For the drama. <laughs> the D Anyways, stands for drama. <laughs> I, there was a lot of capitals in that. A lot of capitals, a lot of question marks and exclamation points in that scene on my notes. So. Um, okay. And so I do have... Obviously, Alex is the one working on Becca, and she's just constantly asking about her friends, asking about her friends, and he's like, we're, we're doing what we can do. We're doing our best. We're taking good care of them. They're trying. Um, and then, she, at, you know, after David dies, she's like, I should have slept with him. He wanted to sleep with me, but I was like, no, I got to do school. I got to do school. I can't have any experiences in life until I graduate, and, like, I've only done this, and that's why I'm the valedictorian. That was and, like, weird. I'm supposed that was a weird scene. I don't think that that's super weird, because I know a couple of people like that, where they're like tunnel vision like this is what i'm doing and i'm only doing this this is what i'm doing and i'm only doing this and then I, i'm like i don't think it's like a great way to live your life because of like literally this no, no, reason not not that part the the i should have had sex with david when i had the chance like um guys there's more to love than just sex okay yes but, but she's having trauma <laughs> is it dick. death or is it dick megan there's so many d's <laughs> d for dana d's all the way down the dana death dick uh, yeah, literally. and so Happy yeah, day. I don't think it's weird because <laughs> she is uh, like a 21 year old who has ex I guess that's who is fair. in the midst of a trauma and she's yeah. just verbally processing that her friend died. Yeah. And she does say that if she had slept with him, she would have fallen in love with him and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just him about everywhere. So that was the D she was just be the, the beginning. There was, there was, was a magical more after that magical dick. Yeah. Mm, truly well not um, enough not magical enough to save his <laughs> no, life soon nope. yeah. <laughs> too soon becca is uh Except about to have surgery it's it's <laughs> this was a long time ago <laughs> um <Yo>. oh spoilers <laughs> 300 episodes ago. um so then uh, she keeps asking about her friends and they haven't told her i don't think she knows other than david that any of them have died and she keeps asking and Alex keeps deflecting and they're like about to put her under for surgery. And Alex is like, why don't you give me your speech? Like you worked really hard on it. You should get a chance to give us your speech because you're not going to give it a graduation because you're in a fucking hospital. Um, and so I do have her speech written here. So I shall read it for us now so we can visit it. Do it. Today's the day my life begins. Today I become a citizen of the world. Today I become a grown up. Today, I become accountable to someone other than myself and my parents, accountable for more than my grades. Today, I become accountable to the world, to the future, to all the possibilities that life has to offer. Starting today, my job is to show up wide eyed and willing and ready for what? I don't know. For anything, for everything, to take on life, to take on love, to take on the responsibility and possibility. Today, my friends, our lives begin and I, for one, can't wait now first this is a great monologue she delivers mm. it well mm -hmm. this would never be a valedictorian speech it is so short yeah <laughs> i would well, love it if valedictorian speeches were this short <laughs> but i uh yeah i uh i just was like that's valedictorian speeches are longer than that but but great great shonda speech great delivery from becca it's a surprise speech that will help us later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> foreshadowing. Tune yeah. into the second hour, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, goodness. So, yeah. And then uh, we kind of cut away from all of our little uh, car crash victims uh, and other things occur, which we will address later. And then we see uh, Becca has survived. Her surgery Lexi is checking on her and Lexi is crying and Becca says you're crying and Lexi says you're breathing which like in the blog Daggers. Shonda wrote that she, she was like this is one of my favorite Lexi moments ever to this point um she was like it's just like the delivery was spot on it's just 
it's really powerful in such few words, you know, she's like, we, I stood around and watched all of these people die and like, you are here, you're alive. Like you're the one that lived. And speaking of powerful, when Beck is giving her speech, watching all the other students get zipped up in their body bags, we see the red shoes hanging, we see the blue hair going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's like a very, um, like specific directorial choice. Again, Rob Corn has directed many, Thanks many Rob episodes Korn. up to this point. He knows the show. He knows Shonda. I think he really understands the vision that she has for the show. They definitely like feel like they're on the same page. And I feel like because they don't focus often on dead bodies or it's like normally kind of pulled out from outside of the OR and it's just them laying. So to be like so close, like mm-hmm. such tight shots, it really feels like, you know, it was making a point. Yeah. Yes. And not only is like Rob Corn back, but the editor, Susan Vale, who's like one of my favorite editors on the show. <laughs> uh, she's ba- like, they're the dream team. Yeah. They're the like the two of them. I think the last time they lined up together might have been on the second bomb episode. <laughs> Whoa, oh, wow. that's, that's a reference <laughs> for fancy podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> He's but, the corn uh, and she's got the juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killer episode. Yeah, I definitely think the team behind this episode was like perfect for it because it's such a like true Grey's episode. And it's like, but it's very impactful. It's like an elevated, you know, it's Grey's, mm-hmm. but a little bit extra. Um, but yeah. I just and, and we'll talk about it in the, the wedding in the next episode. But I I like that it's not just the wedding. That's like the big thing in this episode, like the whole episode is the big thing in the episode. You know what I mean? Like there's so much to it and it's not like, Oh, we just also did this one event. Um, like there's just like to its core, it's so grays. And it also does such a great job showing where the characters are now a hundred episodes later from where they were when we met them at hard days night. So it's wild. Um, anything else to add on our car crash storyline before we pivot to something slightly less upsetting? One thing that I want to say. So when we first get Pete and he's on the table bleeding, Mm -hmm. I did. I thought he was going to be the one who lives. And I had uh, he was bleeding through his wound bandages. And Mm -hmm. George is saying, I'm not losing another one. And he's doing the chest compression. He's doing he's doing CPR. He's trying to, you know, drain the blood, all that. And I wrote down there in parentheses, George out here saying in his Michael Jordan voice, and I took that personally. And by the time, <laughs> by the time I was done writing that sentence, the fucking dude died. So I'm like, yeah. what is happening here? Um, yeah. So that was one. That was one thing that I'm sitting there uh, looking at. But I think before we end this episode, we have to talk about the final um, pep talk speech that Hunt does give O'Malley. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan, you called it out. Do you want to kind of take us through that scene from your perspective? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I was so excited this episode that George now has like a grown-ups haircut. That, yes. Like, yes. Goes up <laughs> and he styled of it down. correctly. Yeah. But um, Owen is finally starting to process his emotions from this episode and realizes that other people have feelings. And he's like, oh. And so he tells George, you know, George like expresses his frustration and like his deep sadness over what's happened to him today. Mm -hmm. Um, And Owen's just like, listen, trauma is a team sport. You do not have to be a hero. You just have to go where you're needed. And -hmm. basically that today I needed you these other places so that I could save Becca. And, you know, we have this great non-speaking shot on George after where it like hits him and he feels maybe not like he doesn't feel all better, but he feels proud of the part that he played today, which was yeah. really like five different intricate emotions all at once. So shout out TJ yeah. for great acting. Yeah. We don't get a lot of proud George. We get a, mm-hmm. we get kind of a doofy gorge, doofy gorge. Uh, we get <laughs> that doofy gorge. That's what doofy, the D stands doofy, for. <laughs> doofy, uh, doofy George. We get kind of like getting in his way, George. We get, um, you know, really good Dr. George, but it's, it's like, you don't ever see George going through an emotion of pride in what he does very often. Mm-hmm. Um, not since like before, again, I'm seeing this for the first time. There's a lot that I've, I've, I've forgotten more about this episode, these, this show than I remember. Uh, <laughs> but I'm having a hard time thinking of proud George in a big, meaningful way since his dad died. 
And yeah. because he's gone through, he's gone through a divorce. He's gone through failing the, the um, intern exam. He's gone through so much. Um, and it's just, it, yeah, it's a really, I like that you, you articulate. It's like five different emotions all at the same time. That's a really good way of, of saying yeah. that there. Yeah, I feel like Heart in the Elevator was George's last peak, and that was in season yeah. one or two. Like, yeah. he's been he's been like kicked down every yeah. season since, and you know he is mostly a comedic relief character when he's participating with the cast in general. Yeah, um, and we've even seen less of him this season than in previous seasons, so it was nice for yeah. a little a little lift for George here. Yeah, definitely nice to. Even though technically he kind of lost, it was mm. still also a win for George, ultimately. Um, this is definitely, it is nice to see his reaction. Like, I like the choice to have him take what Owen says, like, to heart and not be like, ugh, whatever. You know, he really yeah. is like, okay, that's right. Like, he just reframes how he's looking at it. And he's like, okay, like, that's true. And so that is nice. Um, also, on the 100th episode note... This is the 100th appearance of the main five, um, Meredith, Christina, Izzy, Alex, George, and Derek. Those are the only five characters that have been in all 100 episodes. Wow. I just wanted to know Magic that. D. Magic. <laughs> yes. Magic D. I mean, it must be. Otherwise, what's the point? Because, oh, yeah, uh, Mer- yeah, Meredith, Because it's not his personality. George, Izzy, Christina, it spells out magic and that's how fans will refer to them online is with that yes. uh wait an- anagram i have told you this before wait no, I have no, told no. Him let me this pretend before. like i've given him something no. new i mean no, no he doesn't know he's arguing so <laughs> he's wrong like Alex, he doesn't george remember. izzy christina izzy christina m-a-g-i-c magic oh, magic so and it's, then d it's is d what magic. derek stands for for douche or mag- magic d oh 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 yeah. Um, I get it now. Magic. That's nice. dope. If you've said that before, Kelsey, I didn't I get it. I get it now. Uh, <laughs> it took me a second. Death and die. Okay. Death and die. Because <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to you when you talk, Kelsey. Uh, he no one really. Sorry. Did you say fine. something, Megan? I apologize. <laughs> I'm a parent, so I'm used to it. <laughs> it's apparent that you don't listen to me. Other way around. Anyways, okay, so we're going to head on over to part two, where we will be picking up with everyone's favorite segment. 